Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And this is Jay Daft with you once again with the Not Just a Game weekly sports podcast with Rockford Register Star and RRStar.com. And this week we have guest Matt Parker, the Rockford Public Schools Athletic Director, just completed your ninth year. Welcome, Matt, and thanks. I hope your family is healthy. Everybody's doing good in the Parker household these days. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jay. Um, yeah, we're doing good. It's um, it's been a a long uh, six months, and uh, you know we've navigated through and, and stayed healthy throughout. And um, you know, hopefully, the same for you and your family. Yeah, thanks for asking. We've stayed safe and and healthy and everything. It has been such an interesting stretch that we've been dealing with um and certainly with you and your job as well give us an idea of what it's been like i use the term navigating this pandemic um as you mentioned these six months or whatever you've been busy because you finished last school year in this situation and kicked off a new one here right now um and we've got some fall sports going some not what has it been like in your world as the district athletic director here of late? Well, it doesn't seem that long ago, although it feels like a long time ago, but looking at the calendar, you know, the last live game that we were at was the East Hananiga uh, boys playoff basketball game that was hosted at Guilford High School where uh, Hananiga won it on a last second three-pointer a walk-off three uh, to advance uh, to uh, their sectional. And so, you know, very exciting uh, basketball game and everything, you know, was going through the playoffs and uh, spring was coming. And then, of course, the following week, uh, I believe it was Wednesday when the NBA games uh, promptly were shut down and and, uh, we realized very quickly at the end of that week that we were dealing with a global pandemic and, uh, something that we had not been trained on or uh, really understood uh, from a lot of different angles, uh, both specific to athletics and, and schools. And so we've been navigating through that. So, of course, the first phase of that was uh, canceling, canceling short term uh, for a bit and then, and then understanding that this was going to be a long term thing. And then, of course, canceling the remainder of the spring seasons and trying to navigate through that and celebrate, you know, uh, the student athletes who missed the very end of their winter season. And then of course their whole spring season and, you know, try to do everything we could to, to recognize them and celebrate them and, 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 you know, conclude the year as positively as possible through a, you know, a really tough situation. Um, and then, you know, as, uh, the school year ended and we moved into summer, you know, we realized that we had to kind of reframe and recalibrate the way we were thinking as athletic directors and as leaders 
uh, because, you know, we like to plan ahead. We like to have schedules done and, and, and be on the same page and get information out to parents and student athletes and, and prepare and go over the plans again and, and modify and, and, you know, make sure that we're going to have the most successful uh, outcomes possible for our students and our programs. Um, but we realized we really need to recalibrate our thinking because information wasn't coming in. It wasn't, it was coming in very late. Um, you know, there was just a lot of uh, not knowing uh, and therefore not being able to plan. And so we really went into a phase of uh, this is what we know today and this is what we can plan for today. And, and that's how we're going to move forward. And so we did that very successfully throughout the summer uh, with contact days. Obviously, you know, things were limited. Um, summer seven on sevens and, and, and summer basketball leagues and things of that nature, um, you know, were not able to move forward. Uh, but we were able to, you know, get the kids in the in, in strength and conditioning and, and a lot of outdoor activities um, and, and important to be around their coaches and things like that. And that went very well. And now, uh, you know, we've moved into um, phase four and, and the four sports that we're able to participate in and, and move forward with this fall. And, and that's going uh, well, uh, as well as it can be at this point. And that, that's cross country, golf, girls swim and dive, and girls tennis, correct? Yes. And we were very happy about that. I mean, for a while we thought, we weren't going to be able to move forward with anything. And so uh, just to have the ability to provide this opportunity for uh, those four groups of uh, student athletes and programs, uh, as well as have hope for, uh, you know, the schedule that the IHSA has put out for winter, spring, and summer uh, to hopefully provide these opportunities, you know, for student athletes for the remainder of the year. It's been so tough because everything has been fluid. Even you were talking about the summer and the conditioning programs. Um, everything was changing at such a constant rate. Um, I assume this was a summer unlike anything you've ever been a part of as, as far as trying to help coaches and programs get together and do their thing and do it all safely. Yeah, this was a really tough summer. Uh, didn't feel... Uh, relaxing at all, uh, high stress levels through the summer. Um, you know, these plans that we're putting together for a return to play in conjunction with the state and um, the IHSA and the um, uh, Illinois Department of Public Health, uh, you know, certainly has um, been long and detailed plans. You know, we're talking 40, 50 pages. Uh, just specific for our Rockford Public School return to play plan just for athletics. Um, and so uh, redo, you know, creating the initial plan uh, for summer and then uh, redoing that plan and updating that plan and modifying that plan throughout the summer as information came out and then uh, moving into phase four, um, you know, with this regional coupling plan uh, we had to modify that going into the fall. So, yeah, it's it, it doesn't feel like the end of the summer and the start of the school year. You know, normally it's very exciting and there's, a, a, you know, a positivity and, and excitement and, and 
and a, a, you know, a rejuvenation coming off some vacation time and you know, being out in the sun. And it doesn't feel like that for any of us right now. It's, it's trying to do our best and, and work hard so that we can provide the best opportunity for students and, and coaches and teachers. And, um, and, and, but, but it's exhausting. It, there's an excitement. It's just a whole different world of excitement. It's like a weird kind of excitement almost. It's like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's exciting or, or, or yeah, I don't know. provides a lot more anxiety for folks. Yes, correct. Break down some of the, I, I don't know, trickier is the word, some of the, some of the guidelines and rules and restrictions that you guys have had to implement and and already deal with with even with these four um sports that you've started with now um have you has it been a smooth transition into this new world of sports that we're starting off now well i have to say uh before i give you one example that uh, our athletic directors here in rps as well as uh, the nick 10 and the nick 10 uh, conference principals have just been phenomenal. Um, we've had lots of meetings, uh, many more meetings than we normally would, and those meetings are very long. Uh, sometimes we'll get, you know, into an hour, hour and a half talking about one topic, um, you know, because we're trying to be thorough and, and we're trying to understand, and, and, and there's also a lot of interpretation, um, clarification that comes with these rules uh, that sometimes takes a bit. Uh, to get feedback uh, because at the state level, you know, they, they need time to communicate and talk as well. So uh, one example uh, that was recent was um, we started the four sports. Uh, there was some confusion as to uh, what the expectations were for spectators uh, outside mm -hmm. uh, in terms of wearing masks. And so uh, there was uh, some different communication coming uh, that uh, seemed to be uh, suggesting uh, they were required and then other information that was uh, suggesting that uh, that would be best practice, um, but not required. And so just navigating through that with the athletic directors and, and, and trying to get the best information so we know how to move forward and then uh, bringing that to the principals and then putting out a conference statement uh, about fans uh, attendance and you probably saw that last week um, that came out and then a few days after that uh, conference statement that we put a lot of time and effort and, and, and uh, work into um, uh, this earlier uh, or sorry late last week uh, information came out that uh, spectators do not have to wear masks while attending uh, golf matches outside so it's things like that that you know, just make it really challenging because we're trying to uh, keep everybody safe. We're trying to provide opportunities for students. Uh, we're trying to be on the same page as a conference, um, following the Winnebago County Health Guidelines and Rockford Public School Guidelines and other school and schools in the uh, conference guidelines. And and there's just you know so many organizations and and different school districts and leaders involved that um, you know it just takes a lot more time. Uh, to provide these opportunities and, and, you know, get things in place, uh, you know, like we want them to have, you know, positive experiences for, for students and coaches. Yeah. Where do, where do we stand on the masks for spectators? Is it the same for all four, 
of the sports or is it separate for do you have separate rules for that for for the outdoor you know if you're socially distanced you do not have to as of today okay. um, if you're not socially distanced uh, you do and uh, obviously if you're going into a clubhouse or a building to use the facilities uh, you do need to wear a mask indoors that's, that's, what know, that's what we know today jay i know i know this could change before this podcast even goes up and our listeners know that these days that's right there should be a, a little disclaimer with every podcast to remember things are changing hourly sometimes. Has, has there been any, uh, has this been difficult to enforce any of this stuff? Are you having to have ADs float around at the different competitions? Are, are they having to talk to people? Is it, um, how has that aspect of it been going? Well, you know, we do our best to communicate ahead of time what the expectations are for fans and um, athletes and, and coaches in terms of um, specific requirements for uh, safety with COVID. Um, we have had to talk to um, individuals. We have had to talk to uh, a few fans, um, but that's to be expected. You know, uh, people have uh, different opinions of uh, what's going on and, and how severe or not severe it is. and you know, that's individuals' rights living in this country. Um, so we have have had to have a few conversations. Um, but so far, you know, people have been understanding and, and, and wanting the best. You know, we always try to bring it back to the kids and wanting the, the best for, you know, our student-athletes. Sure. Um, there's the decision that the IHSA came about with as far as pushing football and the contact sports from the fall to the spring. Um, there's been, I think the count now is 13 different states have pushed those sports, at least those sports to spring. 12 more have at least delayed those seasons. Um, but then there's the others. There's that even a lot right around us that are already into their football season. Indiana, I believe, just played its week two games um, in front of fans. Now there's supposedly social distancing rules and depending upon which videos you're watching uh, to tell whether they're being or how well they're doing with that. Give me your take on Illinois' stance on uh, that's been taken uh, to be to take those sports and to push them to the spring give me an idea of why you think that was done um if that's going to help us get a full season maybe um and what's going on around us and if that makes it trickier it's harder to to tell a high school uh athlete you know to be patient when a couple hours away you know their sports being played yeah, you know, I, I, the IHSA is doing the best they can. Um, you know, I, they've been really good about quick communication um, or saying, you know, we, we haven't got an answer yet. Uh, we're waiting on it. Uh, we'll let you know as soon as we hear from, uh, you know, the governor's office or the Illinois Department of Public Health. Um, as far as, you know, the state, this is the state we live in, and there's – you know, laws and rules across the board that we need to adhere to uh, while living in this state. And uh, there's certainly different laws and rules, you know, outside of sports and outside of COVID um, in, 
you know, different states around the country. And so, you know, that's part of living in a, in a specific area. And, um, and so this is what we need, you know, this is the hand that we've been dealt and, and we need to do the best uh, that we can. Um, you know, specific to uh, other states surrounding us and, and, and those sports moving forward, you know, we have heard of several football players in, in the Chicago land and suburb area, uh, none that I know of uh, locally who have transferred out of state uh, to play football specifically. Uh, and we know of two uh, young men uh, in our district that are pretty profile basketball players who have transferred to or are transferring to Minnesota and Ohio um, with the hopes that those seasons will move uh, and start in the winter months uh, as scheduled. Um, so yeah, it is, it is having a, an impact on uh, people's decisions and, and how they're going to move forward uh, this school year. And, and it's uh, certainly impacting us locally as far as some families uh, looking for opportunity out of state. Uh, because of the restrictions here. Um, and, and so, yeah, it is, it is having an impact. Um, but again, you know, this is, these are the laws of the land uh, in, in Illinois. And, um, you know, I, I can't do anything uh, to change those rules, uh, at least in, in the short term. Uh, so we just, you know, have to move forward with uh, what we've been given and, and take one day at a time and, and try to have a lot of grace and patience and, and, and understanding as we, as we move forward. That's such an interesting time. And I mean, as of now, the winter seasons are, are still in play and we're still planning on having those as scheduled as per the IHSA schedules that they broke out last month. Right. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And so there's a lot of hope, you know, there's a lot of hope for, uh, for the winter season and, 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 and the spring season. And, you know, I think the indoor piece of this is going to be what's, you know, how we're going to navigate the indoor piece of this in terms of, yeah. uh, you know, sports inside is going to be uh, very interesting as we get closer, what those rules are going to be and what the requirements are going to be. It's a little different when you, when you're, put a roof over everybody's head. Um, Matt Parker, RPS athletic director. This has been really helpful. I want to finish off with um, an RPS alum, Fred Van Vliet, uh, a very prominent NBA champion. We can call him now a Toronto Raptors guard. Uh, It's been a real crazy time in, in our country with, um, with the different racial, unrest and the protests and um, everything that's been going on during a pandemic. Um, And the NBA kind of stepped up here of late and Fred was one of the loudest voices in, in that uh, when they kind of boycotted, if you want to call it that, three days of playoff games, it turned into um, trying to get their voice heard, making some moves after that to turn the NBA coliseums and stadiums into voting and and polling uh, locations and stuff to try and make a difference. Give me your take on Fred's impact on our world 
um, it's just a guy that comes from, uh, you know, right from here and, and had, had to go through a lot right when he was a young kid growing up here. Um, and just what that shows, what that tells us and, and what they're doing there. Yeah, Fred's a role model. He is a tremendous human being, um, very smart, um, cares deeply about family and about his community. And I'm very proud of him, of everything he's doing, including uh, using his platform to speak out. And, um, you know, we're seeing that ac across the board uh, with, with many uh, professionals who have that platform uh, to speak out and, and try to help people understand, um, you know, other people's perspective and situations of, of, you know, how they may have grown up, opportunities that may or may not have happened. And I think that it's important that we educate ourselves and understand more broadly, um, you know, what Fred and, and other players are, are talking about. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. Uh, he makes us very proud. Um, and so I, I, I just, I, I can't say enough about him. I think there's a lot of people around here that are pretty proud of what he's done on the court and off the court. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Matt. This has been good. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Uh, we may, I may call on you again, get some weekly, monthly updates on how things are going because everything is so crazy. Uh, so, so stay, stay close and thanks for everything. Yeah. Thank you. And hopefully as we start school and, and fall continues that, you know, we'll continue to have success and, and hopefully have a successful winter season. Uh, right. Keep you guys busy covering all these phenomenal student athletes and, and coaches. That's what we need. We need this yeah. to all go smooth so we can get our world back that we miss so much. And it's, it's coming back slowly. It feels like, right. I mean, we're able to talk about this stuff right now. Um, so we're getting there. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Jay. Have a great day. You too. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.